The landscape of cities is changing. And I don't mean the physical landscape. I'm talking about the technological makeup of cities. Cities are growing exponentially from a population standpoint, but so is their tech footprint as they become, quote, smarter. And so we need to be having important conversations about city security and the critical role of cybersecurity in shaping our future. Today, we're bringing you a discussion with two guests who find themselves in this same conversation all the time. Good day, everyone. My name is Serge Montpetit. I'm the director of IT for the Montreal Port Authority. My role is to collaborate with multiple parties of the logistical chain and also put the emphasis on the cybersecurity element and how it impacts the critical infrastructure. Hi, my name is Sophie Laplante. I'm business development manager for City at Access Communication. My role is to work with cities in finding smarter and safer solutions for their future. Together, Sophie and Serge bring a wealth of experience and insights into the dynamic landscape of security and why navigating cybersecurity is more important than ever. In this episode, they explore the challenges, innovations, and pivotal changes that cities are navigating as they consider the intricate balance of data sharing and governance. Welcome to the podcast. It's nice to have two new guests with very specific expertise. So I'm excited to uh, pick both your brains. Sophie, maybe we'll start with you. Can you start off by sharing your thoughts on cybersecurity in cities, which is is what we're here to talk about? Why does this subject matter to you? Oh, yes. Um, Well, given the rapid urbanization, and according to the World Bank, Cities accounted for 54% of the world population in 2017. It's predicted now that the expansion will be up to 68% by 2050. And parallelly, various reports are predicting that by 2025, we will have 30 billion IoT that will be connected So it is crucial to recognize that these connected devices, they're the cornerstone, the cornerstone of our future, but they also present a significant cybersecurity vulnerability. And as our city population is swelling, more IoT devices will be integrated to our, to our daily life. It could be from smart traffic system to connected infrastructure. So each of these devices, if they're not properly secured, it can become a a malicious organization paradise. So adopting robust cybersecurity measure is essential to safeguard the well-being and the functionality of our metropolis. And furthermore, the city digital transformation is being accelerated by another pressing issue is the scarcity of finite resource and shortage of worker. So as the demand of urban services and infrastructure is growing in tandem with the expanding population, the technology increasingly rely upon is relied upon to bridge the gap. 
So with limited pool of human resource and automation and digital solution become a necessity. So the tech, we need to address the technology and as well as the challenge that the uh, cybersecurity uh, will present to us. And we need to amplify the defense of our devices that will be uh, present everywhere. So it's critical uh, that we address that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, there is this rapid change in technology happening specifically in city centers, right? So before we move on to really like diving into those concerns that Sophie Sophie brought up, Serge, I wonder if you could share a little bit about the journey of, of that cities have had in cybersecurity in the past? You know, what what has that journey looked like? What made it change? Just kind of do that setup for us. Absolutely. it's. Uh, I won't consider it as a journey, but more an obligation in today's reality, because let's face it, it's a, it's a day-to-day challenge that we're working on a daily basis for everyone. The main information, it's all about governance, governing the application and the information to comply with some of the regulations that are rapidly changed. We are uh, seeing some law changed regulations that are going to take place in the next few weeks or months uh, that will have an impact on the governance and the data privacy of the information, among with all the stakeholder information that we exchange. So all this information It's all about sharing and building the trust in between all the party stakeholders in order to exchange in a secure fashion any type of information among everyone. So when we're talking about sharing information, we're talking about risk mitigation. So to solve this problem and assessing the risk associated to those cyber incidents or cyber resilience, well, basically, we need to have network parameters that we put in place as barriers as firewalls in between the stakeholder to exchange such information in the variables that we easily exchange those information and uh, the the frequency of the refresh of the information is all being addressed. So understanding this concept, understanding this point of view is critical to have to build alternate solutions among everyone to get the, 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 part, the party to work currently together. The infrastructure and the wireless transmission, as we move more and more from a, a non-prem architecture to a cloud-based solution, it's hiring risk as well, because where is my data being stored? How is it going to be managed? How am I going to protect myself from denial of access and any type of attack? that could potentially be raised from this information or the system. How people are addressing the backup solution, because a lot of people are thinking, I have my data and my application stored in Canada or in the US, but what about the backups? Are they being stored in a third-party country where the uh, legislation are totally different? Very big question mark. How is critical information, critical infrastructure are being uh, assessing this risk that could prevent to a critical failure to some of the system? It could uh, generate also revenue loss at the same time. So now that we have all those framework in place, I think we're, we have the tools that we need in order to address those threats and a general understanding of cyber resilience 
It's not an option anymore. So legislation and peer exchange is really critical for among everyone to achieve a better protection for everyone. So, Serge, uh, Sophie set up for us a, f- a few of those concerns that we are going to talk about. I wonder if you could give us a sense of what's going on with cities now. And then, Sophie, you jump in whenever you want to add something there. Yeah, it's it's really a critical architecture among the cities and port administration where I'm mainly involved with, with regards to including this critical infrastructure to uh, build numerous security challenge that impact the day-to-day cyber aspect. As we mentioned earlier, the government is creating organization and legislation law to regulate the possible threats for small organization and larger ones as well. So having access to such information is a game changer in the industry among everyone to start exchanging, which we were not doing in the past. So in the last few years, the the Canadian cybersecurity has been created to exchange those information and provide a proactive approach rather than a reactive approach. Addressing the IOTs is really critical because of the number. We didn't mention the number uh, of IOTs that will be building there. And it's building, it's popping like mushroom everywhere. So knowledging and building an infrastructure around those IoT to secure those point of access and mitigate risk is really key to the uh, framework that needs to be put in place for the business operations. You brought a good point there, Serge, because this is what I realize and participating with different cities around the country is I realize that cities are complaining and working in silos. So, in the urban environment, various stakeholders, they, they face the, the, the challenge to share and securely sharing this information. And they have to seek to exchange information between government agency, private business and the public. So how do they ensure that this exchange is always secure? That's a good point with the amount of IoT that we're expecting in the future. And truly the game changer is corporate frameworks. Companies, uh, smaller ones, I would precise, are not doing pen tests right now. So which means like they might be sitting on a threat related to their RU2 that they're not even aware of. So I cannot stress enough to have an independent security assessment being done is very important and having it on a yearly basis or maximum every two years is critical for addressing those issues and raise such activity that needs to be taking place into the IT infrastructure build or architecture that we're being built for any possible solution that you're adding or replacing. All those actions do create a long-term iterative approach where everyone participate and it will have an as an end result a global organization cyber resilient risk re- reduction at some point. And that brings me to the when we were talking about ensuring the uh, secure and exchange of data can be a, a really daunting challenge when uh, we are in interconnected city. For example, you imagine the implementation of traffic management system in cities. 
to make a system efficient, you need real-time data for, from various sources. And uh, cities, they do appreciate those applications for traffic because it's not only making the city much more efficient, but much more sustainable at the same time. But how do they exchange these uh, these information between government traffic agency and GPS data from ride-sharing companies and even input from the public through mobile app. So it's, it's very important to share these sensitive traffic data amongst the stakeholders, but ensuring it's protected from cyber threat and privacy breach, because that also poses a complex challenges. Sophie, you hit right on the nail. Exchanging information is key to everyone's uh, success, to uh, securing channels among everyone to exchange information. And as we have more and more cloud-based solution, it means like those bridge needs to be built in a secure fashion to A, facilitate the way that you communicate with them and you exchange in a secure fashion this information and also not allowing third party to alter that such information that could cause additional risks. Yeah, I, I love all these, you know, all the the deep thought about all these concerns. I, I do wonder, Sophie, you know, you're kind of getting to this place of talking about protecting the citizen. What needs to be balanced when we talk about cybersecurity and cities? You know, how do we balance that privacy protection and also safeguard data? Oh, that's a thing I've seen a lot in cities. Uh, uh, privacy uh, becomes a real concern from citizens and, and balancing the need for data sharing with safeguarding individual privacy while maintaining cyber security is, is really a delicate task. And it also raises the subject of governance and what it means for smart city movement. What does it mean for democracy too? Because it's important that to understand that those technology company, they feast on our data. Google, Facebook, IBM, Alibaba, Cisco, etc. They're increasingly moving into our cities and they extend their power over our urban infrastructure. So potentially we are developing models of private governance of public space. Hence the importance to choose all ethical partners around you. Connecting all the possibilities, uh, Sophie, as you just mentioned, into a fully interconnected ecosystem is a massive challenge. And building a convergence around all those data information sharing is critical. So it's not only the combination of technical aspect and functional aspects, but there's also commercial element that you outlined related to the IoT and the cybersecurity as an entire form of new type of information or as a whole. Critical infrastructure is also the same thing, although it uses the same information as the cities are using to manage their own critical infrastructure. Port administration, as an example, is key thing because we're working with cities because there's no port without a city. That's so true. And, and Serge, like you're, you're bringing facts that now the, the governance and regulation are such an important aspect to this expansion of, of IoT and the swelling of the cities. 
just like, you know, with the federal government, we provide a framework for protecting protecting privacy via PIPDA, which is the Personal Information Protection and Electronic uh, Document Act. This applies uniformly across all provinces for the private sector. And we've got the bill C-26 that affects uh, critical cyber system, like we were talking about vital infrastructure, right? The private and the public as well, such as could be transport, finances, energy, and telecom. You you live this through, uh, Serge, uh, heavily, I believe, right? Oh, yes, we do. And as we all know, large critical infrastructure do need to have cyber incident impacting critical infrastructure that is currently high on the raise. There's no surprise there that the regulation change will address the situation by building multiple similarities to what they have place, put in place in Europe with the uh, European Commission back in 2016. So it's very something similar especially on the OT side, the operational technology, where critical infrastructure lies and are deemed a massive target for cyber criminals. Basically, we really need to address, and currently there is a consideration by the committee and the House of Commons to really tailor-made regulations around critical infrastructure and building some roadblocks to facilitate the data exchange and all the resilience. The key aspect is to be proactive versus being reactive. Yeah, I like that part of it, Serge, is this, you know, proactive instead of reactive. And and obviously, like you're saying, you know, there's there's lots more regulation to come. I wonder when we talk about the future, I'd really love to hear from both of you as we draw to a close, your thoughts about what's happening now and what needs to happen in the future? Like what are the actions and steps that you're, you think we will see coming up that, that maybe aren't on the table yet? And maybe we'll start with Sophie. Well, as the digitalization of cities, uh, that involves a lot of several key challenges uh, related to data sharing, for example, when um, data privacy and security is one of them. And I think it's how cities is collecting those vast amount of data and that assuring that they're protecting the privacy of their citizen. I think this becomes paramount. It, it will be a balance in between like the the data access and the protection that we is going to be really challenging. But I think with all this said, it's it's how we choose the partners that we're working with and doing some checks and balance along the way and assuring that they have ESG, for example, environmental social governance, and making sure that your partner are part of these um, social uh, concerns. So uh, for me, this, this, this would be, in my opinion, utmost important. And perhaps taking it a little slower in, in making sure that we're assessing everything along the way. And what about you, Serge? What do you think we need to think about coming up? I think having a global security management and understanding is key to the next following years and what we're going to be facing and what we're currently facing as organizations are being confronted and bombarded, I would say, with attacks. Uh, 
better, we're seeing better preparation among all the party members. I'm sitting on a Canadian cybersecurity team and I can see that, you know, where we are today versus where we were prior to the pandemic, it's totally different. So we understand the critical aspect of being efficient and how to address and manage communication accordingly, which we were not two or three years ago. I cannot stress everyone to have a good recovery plan following these elements are the key to success to prepare and prepare exercises. We call them tabletops that basically rehearse those exercises to get a better sense of understanding among every organization. In Canada, we're kind of fortunate to have the the CCCS, which is the Canadian Center for Cybersecurity, that helps everyone towards putting some framework, putting some guidelines, and even documentations that helps everyone to this fast-growing pace of cybersecurity elements. As criminal and hackers organization gets more and more sophisticated in their uh, hacking methodology and tools that everyone are using, it's everyone's job to raise awareness among the aspects of cybersecurity because the uh, weakest point among a, a good cyber resilience uh, program is mainly the human factor. So how can we address training people is the key thing. I cannot, uh, as a last thought, basically just mentioning that there is some framework out there for smaller or bigger organizations such as the NIST, the NIST, and ISO 27001 that are very good frameworks. And if I can add to what Serge just said, and Serge, I love what you just said, education is key. And as city government need to establish clear policy and collaborate with their various stakeholder and involve the pub, they should involve the public in their decision making process because they need to assure that the digitalization will benefit the city while it will mitigate the risk and concern for the citizens. Just as a final thought, it all is not lost because, you know, we have to look on the positive side. Awareness is much better in the last two years. There's still some growth and improvement to be done. But I think everyone is now more aware of cyber threats than it was two years ago. So they know how to behave. They know how to react when something happens, which is leading me to believe like we're just going in the right direction at this point, building the fence and building the in architecture and the way of doing operate. I would call it the interoperability of the system. I mean, this is the key thing among everyone when we're building a new architecture. Well, Serge and Sophie, I really appreciate one Serge ending on that that positive note, uh, and just just your your immense amount of knowledge on this topic was. I think this is a great episode, and it, it's very valuable to people who are thinking about this. and And it's like you said, rapidly changing. And so, I appreciate I appreciate your time and your thoughts. It was a pleasure to participate. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Serge. This interview was produced by Folktale Studio and brought to you by Axis Communications. Axis enables a smarter and safer world by creating network solutions that provide insights for improving security and new ways of doing business. As the industry leader in network video, Axis offers products and services for video surveillance and analytics, access control, and audio systems. 
Axis has more than 3,500 dedicated employees in over 50 countries and collaborates with partners worldwide to deliver customer solutions. Axis was founded in 1984 and has its headquarters in Lund, Sweden. For more information about Axis, please visit our website, www.axis.com.